Attacks waged against SWIFT interbank messaging systems have raised all kinds of questions about the security of back-end security practices, fraudulent transaction liability, as well as authentication. What the attacks haven't raised many questions about, however, is who is behind these attacks, and could they be linked to other attacks against international banking systems beyond SWIFT? Here, Colin McKenty, Vice President of Cybersecurity Strategy for the Americas at security firm BAE Systems, discusses some of the work BAE is now doing with SWIFT to help shore up information sharing mechanisms among and between SWIFT users to identify potential attacks and vulnerabilities sooner, and reviews some of the malware and attack similarities BAE found between the SWIFT-related attacks and earlier attacks. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So, Colin, before we jump into some of the security issues surrounding some of these SWIFT-related heists, could you just tell us a bit more about the work that BAE is doing with SWIFT? Absolutely. And Tracy, thank you very much for your time today. I yeah, wanted to start off really to talk about how proud we are um, to be selected by SWIFT to be appointed to their team, which is going to help support and investigate incidents within their customer environment. Following the incidents earlier on in the year, what SWIFT are trying to do is help their customers provide a security intelligence team that they can call on to provide threat intelligence, but also support if they're having some form of security incident. So Colin, looking at the $81 million heist that defrauded Bangladesh Bank, BAE began working with SWIFT to help investigate what happened. What can you tell us about the investigation? So our journey actually began when we came across a piece of malware that had been published to the internet. And we have a, a series of uh, a really strong global research team that's constantly combing the deep dark parts of the web for malware, code, practices, and, and techniques that are often published by would-be attackers. We came across a very interesting piece of malware, and one of our researchers, uh, during their analysis, recognized that this malware is likely to have been used in the attack uh, against the Bangladesh Bank. And so this is then where we got engaged with SWIFT. We were able to provide them some insight in regards to what had happened at the Bangladesh Bank. So Colin, I understand that BAA actually found similarities to this malware, as you mentioned, the compromised Bangladesh's SWIFT payment. Um, and it seems that there are some similarities to a seemingly unrelated attack against a bank in Vietnam that was actually waged in December 2015. Can you tell us anything more about the similarities or when BAE identified the similarities? Sure. So the actual sim similarity from the actual malware we analyzed for the Bangladesh bank attack actually showed similarities with the attack on, on Sony a number of years ago rather than the Vietnam bank. But as we continued our research into the, into the space and attacks on SWIFT, we did come across other variants of malware. And by analyzing that malware, we could see that that had been used in similar but different attacks on various other organizations, one of those being the reported Vietnam Commercial Bank that we uh, announced uh, earlier on in the year. Colin, we all know that attribution is very difficult. But do you think that the same group that waged these SWIFT-related heists could be behind the attack that was waged against this unnamed Vietnamese bank? So attributing a, a single attack to a group of individuals is, is actually really quite, quite difficult, to, to be frank. But what we do look for when we're doing this type of analysis is kind of fingerprints, you know, commonality in, in code that's being, being used between various different attacks. Uh, and the reason that we want to do that is that we're able to join the dots between different attacks. You know, attackers are trying to hide their techniques and, and their capabilities, and they don't necessarily kind of show their full hand in one individual attack. But if we can find uniqueness in the code that can join different attacks together, we can build a bigger, bigger picture around individual attack groups. 
we might not necessarily be able to say who that group is, who the individuals are, but at least we can understand what their capabilities are. And by building that bigger picture, we can use that type of information to help our customers protect their critical assets and defend their business. In preparing for our discussion today, Colin, I did go back and read a couple of blog posts that BAE posted back in the spring of this year about some of the attacks waged against SWIFT transactions as well as this unnamed bank in Vietnam. And one of the things that came out of those blogs is that BAE doesn't believe that the code that was used in these attacks is widely available on the dark web. Why doesn't BAE think that this code could perhaps be open source or could be readily available to a number of attackers? So we have a large global team that are constantly out in the deep dark web looking for samples of malware. It's a really good source of, of information. And when we did the analysis on the piece of malware that was used for the Vietnam Bank, and once we fully understood some of the really you know, different functions that were, were being used inside that malware, we then started a search across all the other areas and repositories of information that we're aware of. And there's vast repositories out there. And through that research, we were able to conclude that we couldn't find it anywhere else. And that's really quite interesting. You know, quite often you will see reuse of code and unique ideas across a, a family of different malware, kind of, as I said earlier, joining the various dots together. In this case, we didn't. Uh, and one of the, we don't know why that is, um, but one of the reasons maybe behind it is that because of the uniqueness of it and the, the utility of it, they want to kind of keep that capability secret, and so they haven't published it. Because once something out like this gets out into the wild, gets out onto the, the internet, then security researchers like BA Systems learn from that and then use that to protect against those particular attack vectors. That's a great point, Colin, because I was curious to know what your thoughts are about whether you expect this particular malware strain or this, these similarities of code to disappear now that more researchers have identified similarities there or have identified this particular malware strain. So, I wish they would, but in, in, you know, in reality, attackers are always going to you know, be opportunistic and always use what they have at hand to, to find ways of you know, meeting their goals. And often or not, those goals are about making money. So when we think about the digital criminals, they are very much focused on the heart of the financial system. And, and that happens to be the SWIFT uh, transfer system and other similar capabilities. So no, I don't think this family of malware is going to go away. As with any malware, it's going to evolve, it's going to adapt, the new features and functions are going to be added to it, and, and it will continue to change over time. But I don't think we've seen the last of this type of attack, unfortunately. Colin, do you believe that this same family of malware, or perhaps the same code, has been used to wage attacks against other entities outside the financial sector? So as I said previously, we did see some commonality between the malware that we analyzed for the Bangladesh bank heist and the malware that was used for the Sony attack. So I, I think in answer to your question, uh, the answer would have to be yes. We are seeing similarities. And so if they're finding particular uh, approaches, attack vectors, or approaches in terms of which they can get their malware installed or, or break through defenses, then they will absolutely reuse those in, in, across different sectors. Let's go back to talk a little bit about the information sharing that BAE is helping SWIFT to facilitate. How do you think that information sharing among and between SWIFT customers is going to help thwart risks in the future? So, you know, if we think about the threat landscape and how it's evolved over, you know, over the last decade, I think everyone recognizes there's just been an increase in the number of attacks. 
whether it's reported data breaches, whether it's theft of, of money in regard to the Bangladesh bank heist, you know, we're just seeing an awful lot of more activity in this space. And really, as a large series of organizations, the businesses, we need to club together. We need to form teams. Uh, we need to share. We need to collaborate against the threat. We as an individual organization, any organization, any sector, can't go this alone. So any collaboration with it around security and learning lessons from, from others is really important. And this is what the, the SWIFT activity, their customer security intelligence team, is all about. So they have a large number of customers, and the commonality is that they're at the heart of the financial services industry. And so if someone learns something about an attack or a particular attack vector, then being able to share that across the community is really, really important. And obviously, also, you, don't, you, know, you can have benefit from someone else's misfortune and learn from, from what's happened to them, uh, but also you can leverage that collaboration to get help if you're that first organization to have a problem. And so it's not just about learning from issues, but it's also having a community in which you can call on to get help during an incident. Because it's not just about detecting um, something, it's also about how you respond as well. And having a community behind you to help you respond is really key. And that's what Swift's doing for its customers. If someone is having a bad day and uh, is having to do some form of incident response and remediation, then they can call on Swift and the service that they're providing, which is being powered by BA Systems, to help them through that difficult time. So when you say that the information sharing platform is being powered by BA Systems, is this an anonymous platform? Is this just information that banking institutions could input into the system and share, or could they share things openly? How is BAE helping to facilitate the information sharing? So what we're trying to do is, first of all, for our own unique research, provide fantastic insights in terms of what's going on outside there in regards to attacks that we're seeing on our own network, to attacks on our own customers' networks, and also to the malware that we're seeing out on the deep dark web. So what we're doing is actually providing information out to our customers and out to our wider network of alliances and uh, collaborations that we're involved in to provide insights in terms of the set landscape. And what's really important is to provide actionable intelligence. So you know, providing something that an organization can look at, understand, and then use to improve their business defenses. Providing threat intelligence which isn't actionable, doesn't give them anything that they can actually use to improve their defenses, it provides no benefit. What about more cross-industry information sharing, for instance, with vendors and retailers? Is this something else that BAE could help to facilitate, or is this just being facilitated between the banks using SWIFT? Absolutely. It goes across boundaries in, in regards to different sectors. You know, cyber threats, even though they do have some sector-specific focus, you know, particularly around technologies that are being used in those sectors, there's also a lot of commonality between various attacks. So it's really important not to have silos. We shouldn't be thinking about individual sectors and cyber threats against those sectors. As we do at BAE, we're agnostic in terms of the sectors that we support. We support a whole series of different sectors, and we share threat intelligence evenly across those sectors. Now, sometimes those threats that might be present aren't relevant for a particular sector. Um, and therefore, the risk to that someone inside that sector might not be uh, that high. But we still do inform them of that risk so, uh, and that threat so they can make their own judgment call and analyze the risk to their critical assets. Well, Colin, I'd like to thank you for your time. Very informative. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today, Tracy. We've just heard from Dr. Colin McKenty of BAE Systems. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.